Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey, and welcome <laughs> to uh, yet another Lynn Cullen Still Live uh, performance. It's April 23rd, and uh, it's a Thursday, uh, which is the last day of the week for me. And I, I have to tell you I'm glad, because it is so true, as uh, one of our callers said yesterday, that why bother reading the paper every day? It's the same. <laughs> I mean, I was dutifully actually reading the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times uh, today, looking at Twitter, looking at other publications, the uh, local paper, and it's it's a litany of 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 horror. So and and it it usually if it is a paper, it is something you already have accessed before on um you know on your computer or on your phone so it's this repetition of of appalling information which um is no way to start a day i got to tell you it just isn't so tomorrow see i don't have to do that <laughs> because i don't have to have any fodder for uh the show now I was really concerned uh, because in perusing all this crap, um, oh, that's very nice blue, but I don't want it right now. Um, you know, dogs are the most hopeful of beings. <laughs> he, you know, he comes to me with such expectant joy. Look at what I have in my mouth. Don't you want to play with this? And the answer is invariably, not particularly. But how do you resist? He is, and they're very accepting. He's wandered off and he's playing himself. Anyway, sorry, I dis, uh, uh, I dissembled. Um, whatever. Is that what dissembled means? Or does that mean to lie? Because I didn't lie. You can see the mood I'm in today. This is what happens when you've pretty much only had a dog to uh, talk to for uh, five weeks. <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay, I'll get my act together here. I will. I promise. I will. I will. I will. Jesus H. Um, some of the heavy-duty stuff that I want to share with you, and then I want to get into something a lot lighter because as I worried about what the hell to talk to you about today, I, I was desperately hoping for something a little less fraught. Um, and right at the end, um, I, I did find something that I've talked about in the past, but this gives me more fodder. But I'll uh, that that's just... I'll, I'll let that be for a second just to get a few of the heavier things out of the way, if you don't mind. I saw a, um, a quote from uh, Angela Merkel, uh, who, of course, is the uh, chancellor of, of Germany. And it's just a very – oh, God, I'm sorry. The dog has joined me up. Uh, all right. Um, it is the quote, the utterance of a leader, and it, it bears no resemblance to anything that uh, comes out of the mouth of the vile human who is the president of the United States. Anyway, here's what she said to German people yesterday. Nobody likes to hear this, but it's the truth. We are not living through the final phase of this crisis. We are still at its beginning. We will still have to live with this virus for a long time. Okay, now, that's the truth. 
That is the unhappy truth, as she says. Nobody likes to hear this, but it's the truth. Then you turn to our president. And he, I happen to, I'm sorry to admit, see a little bit of his unbelievable, uh, what do they call those things, rally <laughs> yesterday, the the rally uh, posing as a, uh, a, a news conference. And he actually was disagreeing in real time with the head of the C- with the head of the CDC uh who he had trotted out specifically to say that it will not get worse in the fall that this idea that they're somehow going to be because as as Trump continued to say he even used the word embers it will be just embers it will have burned through it will be nothing like this nothing we will be open and it's why all these republican governors want to want to open up they're not dealing with reality and if you have the misfortune of having a leader be it a mayor a governor a president who in these times cannot deal with reality, then you are in big, big trouble. It's as simple as that. Uh, David has a question. Is this your email address even after the show? Um, yeah, you can do send it to both. <laughs> I whatever email you want, they do get uh, checked. Uh, Jonathan is telling me that um, on the screen before the show, he says I tuned in at nine forty nine nine fifty nine, and on your page it said. Live in 69 minutes. What? Um, what's going on? That's weird. And what is that picture? What is that? Well, I guess that doesn't matter. But what is that about? Well, I'll, I'll, I will, uh, I, I will uh, talk to the. Uh, the proper uh, authorities, whatever. Yeah, and, and Margaret says it's true. Trump thinks that lying uh, to us about this is comforting. <laughs> oh, dear, 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 dear. Yeah, well, tisn't. And ultimately, the truth will out, right? Um, well, the unemployment uh, unemployment benefits um, requests are up um, by about four and a half million um, th- over last week. Just to put it into perspective, it's estimated that the national unemployment rate right now is somewhere between 15 and 20%. 15 to 20% of the American people are out of work. Um, That is much, 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 much higher than we have ever seen it in our lifetimes. Um, Much higher than it was in the Great Recession of uh, 2008 and 2009. And at the height of the Great Depression, the unemployment rate was about 25%. So yeah, we're getting um, close to depression era uh, rates of unemployment. Not good. And of course, it's why people want this done. We want to believe it's over or it's close to over, but it isn't. 
no amount of magical thinking is going to change the reality. And all those folks in Georgia, you know what's going to happen in Georgia? And I'm sure it's true. Some people will open. Some companies will open. And they'll be, uh, they won't have any customers. Because most people aren't stupid. (laughs) So they'll open and they won't have any business. So where does that get you? Um, actually, uh, Father Joe sent me a piece from Georgia, and uh, it's it's interesting because it it's an attempt to answer the question of why why the hell would this Georgia governor do this? Um. And the man who is uh, attempting an answer is a guy named uh, George uh, Chiddy, I think. I didn't say Chiddy. I said Chiddy. And I don't know if it's pronounced that way. Anyway, so. Um, He says the governor of Georgia's decision is a decision being driven, not being driven by epidemiology, uh, certainly. It is, he says, the rawest and most lethal of political decisions. And it will kill people. Um, He says the governor of Georgia is looking ahead. And he got elected by being the most strident starve government kind of person in the universe. His base has been trained to view government spending literally as a crime. And so he knows that he becomes politically vulnerable if he were ever to find himself in a position where he had to actually like raise taxes And this is what this guy says. Uh, He is not capable of delivering a nuanced message around necessity because his base doesn't know how to hear it. Listen to that sentence because that you could, that would apply to Trump and his base too because these people have been propagandized, conditioned, brainwashed to the point where they are incapable of hearing truth or nuance. The governor of Georgia is not going to be delivering any nuanced messages because his base doesn't know, doesn't know how to hear it. Georgia right now is looking at about 1 million unemployment benefit applications, one million. And it probably cannot pay those over a six-month period. The unemployment fund in Georgia has a reserve, but uh, it ain't going to make it because it's already paying out a lot more money than it ever has. So at that rate, Georgia's fund is empty in about 28 weeks probably less. And even if things improve later, that fund will run dry in a year because unemployment isn't going to return to 5% for a long time. So he says this, this guy, this is interesting. Why did Georgia decide to open up and the way it did? If there is no state order telling businesses to be closed, then the people who are unemployed can no longer claim that their unemployment is involuntary, even if it would be utter idiocy to return to work. 
So this guy's saying, look, if the governor says all these kinds of businesses are now open, then all the people who work in those businesses are going to have to go back to work. Well, they aren't going to be able to, uh, apparently, in Georgia, get unemployment benefits because they will have voluntarily left their employment. A hairdresser, says this guy, or a massage therapist can't maintain social distance, but they can file for benefits, for relief. Unless the governor says, oh, no, they can work. And here are the businesses that the governor of Georgia said could open up tomorrow. I'm sure you've heard the list. Gyms, fitness centers, bowling alleys, body art studio, tattoo parlors, they called them in my day. Barbers, cosmetologists, nail care artists, estheticians, massage therapists, and all of the schools that train these folks. As this writer points out, huh, that's interesting. None of these places are places that can safely keep six feet apart. The governor didn't say, you know, on Friday we can open the banks because banks you can do social distancing probably. Um, the governor didn't say, you know, we're on Friday going to be able to open up all software firms or factories or schools. Uh, this guy who's writing this, this uh, guy with a strange name, Ch Chitty, says it is no coincidence that the businesses – on the governor's list to open up tomorrow are staffed overwhelmingly by relatively poor people. He wants those people off his unemployment rolls. And if they die, well, <laughs> they're mostly black or Asian and they're poor. And that's all an acceptable political loss for a Republican governor. The purpose of this open Georgia thing is not to open up these businesses. It is to get the workers in those businesses off the dole. The Georgia governor's message is pretty clear. Work and die. Or don't work, but you're on your own because you ain't getting benefits. Because we are not going to raise taxes to cover the time you spent trying to save your lives. Simple as that. Wow, that is one dark take, and I suspect it's pretty much right on the button. Wow. Isn't that something? The cold political calculation. All righty. And Paul writes, I have friends that complain that the reporters in the briefing room daily never ask any legitimate or intelligent questions. Those same friends can't hear the answers from the podium when Trump replies. You're saying that, yeah. Well, the questions are being asked. The president is not answering. He is, you know, engaging in his usual display of um, of superlatives, all having to do with him. It is the best. We have the best testing. Why people are telling me they've never seen anything like it in the history of the universe. I, I mean, I'm not even exaggerating. That's the kind, the best, the greatest, the best, the best, the best, us, me, 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 me. And this virus, pa, it'll be gone. It'll be gone. Barbara points out that a, somebody other than Trump, an actual infectious disease expert, 
uh, says, hey, guys, we're only in the second inning. <laughs> and we don't even know if it's going into extra innings either. We're in the second inning. Um, and this guy says there could be as many as 800,000 deaths or more in the next 18 months. And that would be if other states follow the geniuses in Georgia and the others that are saying, let's all just go back to work. The fact is we do not have, we are a country of people one of the largest populations in the world. And we are leaderless. We have no real national government, functional national government right now. I mean, just look at what's happening. You have the president actually telling governors, you know, you deal with it. That's just that's what he's saying. You find this stuff. You get the ventilators. You get the PPE. I that's not my job. You take care of this. You decide what to do. And so you have governors actually creating in the vacuum of no federal response. You have governors creating these these ad hoc kinds of regional uh, uh, govern, government units, you know, so that New York and Massachusetts and Connecticut and Pennsylvania and I forget New Jersey have banded together and said, we will all do... We will have each other's backs here. We will not make a move without the others. You know, we will do the job in our region that the federal government is meant to do. And on the West Coast, California, Oregon, and Washington State have done the same. These are, these are entities beyond... Uh, anything the founding fathers envisioned, they envisioned, I mean, they put down what they said would would be the governance in a situation like this. The problem that they didn't foresee, and how could they, is that an American population grown stupid over time would elect as the president of the United States this mentally ill moron. So you've got governors now forced to compete with each other and with the federal government for life-saving equipment. You have, what did the president manage to do yesterday? He fired, he fired the guy who's supposedly working on the federal response to finding a vaccine. So that there that goes. We are as vulnerable as people can be. And again, I want to thank all of you who found Hillary so objectionable that you voted for it. Donald Trump. Unbelievable. And now we're finding out, you know, we're, we're dealing with this in, um, we're blind. We're just blind, groping our way through this. Turns out, as we now know, that this virus was in the country um, well before what we thought it was and was already killing people. So the the numbers that we see are just they, they aren't real either. They are so under uh, representative of the true toll. And to be in this situation with a government that is literally not functioning 
or even functioning to our detriment. Uh, we have a call, maybe, if they've hung on. Caller? Hello? Morning, Lynn. Hi. Good morning, Lynn. It's Roger. Hey. Hi. Um, a few, uh, when this started on, you know, well, this is about three weeks ago, I, I got a letter sent from a friend of a friend of a friend, an epidemiologist who said, you know, what we're doing as far as, you know, isolation is working. The key, the key is, is we can't cheat. And as time goes on, we got to keep isolating. Mm-hmm. And and um, hear about what's going on in Georgia and this crazy mayor in Las Vegas. Um, but on a more local level, I mean, there's a lot more activity on the road. People are out. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I have to go to job sites every once or maybe once a week, once every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a lot more traffic than there was a couple of weeks ago. Um, I went to a job site at a beverage bottling plant. I'm the only one walking in there with a with a mask and gloves. You're the only one. Everybody else is I'm, mask free. Business as usual. Yeah. Um, I was I was at a titanium plant in Ohio um, just a couple of days ago. All the they took my temperature when I went in, but all the security people. You know, I have to tell you, this taking of temperatures as some kind of a, why is that something that tells you if somebody, the fact is, is we know, I think, that you can have the virus days and days before you show any signs, including a fever, that you have it. So how is taking a temperature some kind of wonderful guarding of the gate? I don't get that. Well, well. That's well. Where I went, I don't think that was their intention. But that's their what they're doing. Was. They're saying businesses now may well be taking your temperature before you can, you know, enter. Well, they, fine and dandy, check- but that doesn't work. They're checking off a box and saying, "Look what we're yeah. doing." You know, yeah. while all this, everybody else is running around. Yeah, social distancing isn't happening. I mean, it's like again, I'm me and my boss are the only ones with gloves and masks on. Uh-huh. Um, found out my. 83-year-old mother-in-law was, went out shopping yesterday out in Bedford County with a shopping. friend in her car shopping. Wait a minute. Shopping for food? or I mean, there's nothing else to shop for. You mean she went to the grocery store or something? She went flowers, plants. Oh. And I sent her a text this morning. I said, I heard you went shopping yesterday uh, with a friend. In the car, no mask, no gloves. And I said, do you know what the worst part about COVID-19 is? That people are dying without loved ones around. They're lucky if they have hospital machines and hospital staff. And I just left it at that. And it's well, like, I got to tell I you, though, I, I do want to get some I'd rather plants. die at home. <laughs> I want to get some plants. Ooh, damn it. All right, Roger. Well, you scared the, I, I hope you scared your mother-in-law a little bit, but uh, who, who the hell knows? Right. I, I know you, want, you got to move on, but uh, Tuesday, you and Susan were talking about, you're, you're bitching about runners. Are <laughs> what? Running. You, you oh, yeah, runners. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I, well, I really don't like them. Well, I have to say, I went out running and, um, I, 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 on the sidewalk, if I see somebody coming up, I move to the other side or go to the road. And then I, even before I even get near him, even though I'm probably a good 10 to 20 feet away, up goes my mask. You know, I can do that. And I, I ran into another well, that, but exact yeah, same thing. I don't hate runners like you, but I hate these guys who come huffing, puffing right past me and don't do, I, you know, listen, th- there are too many jerks out there there are too many jerks you, you know what you can stick your foot out ha! no but that's not social distancing and i wouldn't do it i don't want to touch them okay goodbye go running you need a cane you need a cane just this there you go walking stick and just put it out. a walking stick. oh i'm sorry <laughs> yeah where's your mask you idiot 
All right, you. Thank right. you. Bye. See you later. Bye. Bye. Uh, Amy's telling me, by the way, about the weird thing. It's YouTube that um, is is messing with our heads with the timing and stuff. She says YouTube has updated its system. Ain't that always the case? Oh, yeah. That's the updated system, <laughs> which is totally effed up, right? That's the update. It's something, Amy says, it looks like it's something with its internal clock, but obviously the show is scheduled at 10. It's whatever. Who the hell knows? Geniuses. Everywhere you look, geniuses. Um, Mary sent me this, and I found this very troubling. Uh, She lives in... uh, Murraysville, which is Westmoreland County, right? Why did I always think that was Allegheny? It's it's Westmoreland. And she says, I applied uh, to uh, for a mail-in vote, and I received my ballot a few days ago. I haven't received mine, by the way. I was surprised to see that I have to pay postage to mail my vote back in. Now, I don't mind paying it, but what a hassle that could be for people who maybe don't have stamps. Uh, Allegheny County, Mary says, has said they will provide postage if the election is done by mail. Well, as well they should. It shouldn't cost you 55 cents to vote. Surely that's not legal. It shouldn't cost you money to vote. God. Jesus. What's the Latin for incompetence? Because Incompetence, uh, you know, for all or something. Because, you know, this e pluribus unum ain't working anymore. We should have a different kind of Latinate... Uh, you know, banner under the United States of America because we are so effed up beyond belief. We got an update from Bree in Malaysia. It ain't good. Uh, He says, we are still under lockdown, expecting to hear tomorrow if the situation will continue. It probably will. Many people think we will start to open around June and there will be rules and guidelines in place to limit the potential spread. Only certain industries will open, lots of social distancing, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, well, that sounds, you know, maybe what would happen. Of course, if you're in Georgia that hadn't even peaked yet, in Georgia, they go open right now. They're smarter than those Malaysians wherever the heck that is. Bree goes on to say, in my company, we are just now starting to hear of budget cuts and belt tightening measures, but surely these are the early stages of this, and my guess is there will be more painful cuts coming. I am pondering an email to my landlady requesting a reduction if my salary gets cut. There must be so many people hurting. I just don't know how we get through this without massive government plans a la FDR, World War II. Well, that's if you have a leader and a functional federal government. This country has opted to have no government. Bree says, I stopped watching the briefings from the White House long ago. Every day in my YouTube feed, I see the briefing videos piling up. News videos right next to the briefing video show body bags piling up. It has been weeks and weeks, but I don't see anything changing in the States nor do we. This virus doesn't care about briefings. It'll continue to spread, regardless of the ratings. There needs to be national coordination 
a plan. Where is the plan? Any plan. Anything. Bree, I can hear your frustration, your sense of helplessness. You just be happy you're in Malaysia, which has a functioning government. You wouldn't want to be in this failed state right now. Believe me. Okay. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to get to (laughs) this thing that I found right before the show started that I thought, oh, thank God. That's what we can talk about. I have talked about this a little bit. I have, as a matter of fact, yesterday I think I started, I talked about how there's no nail polish on my toenails, on my fingernails. I I just keep them cut short. And obviously they're very clean because we're all so clean now. And they look just fine. I've gotten used to it. I, of course, let my hair go gray years and years ago. And I was liberated from, uh, you know, pretending that I wasn't, um, which is wonderful, I must say. And the other thing that I have been liberated from is makeup. I have to tell you, I never, ever would go out of my house without makeup on. It was ingrained. I thought if somebody saw me without makeup on, they'd either retch, run screaming, or just stand there appalled. So for every day of my life, since I've been about 15 or 16, I've painted my face. I've painted little black line above my eyelashes. I have in my old age started to supplement my failing eyebrows. I have put foundation on my face to hide the little freckles and spots and and make it look like I'm all one color. I have taken a pencil and lined my lips and then filled it in with lipstick. Every day, sometimes twice a day, touching it up, that lipstick disappears. The black stuff on your eyes sort of disappears too. And I have not, (laughs) I have never in my life gone this long without, and and being well, you know, maybe if you're sick, you don't, where I don't, and you know what, I'm used to the way I look now. Oh, there you are. It ain't as pretty, but it's you. And I'm almost comfortable with it. And I do go out. I walk the dog. People see me. They seem to recognize me. Even without that makeup mask that I was always putting on. Do you know how much money you save? Not in time? Oh, my God. When I wash my hair now, I just let it air dry. I don't blow dry it and all this kind of stuff that women waste so much time doing. So the what people are wondering is, I'm not alone with this. How many women once this is done, are going to say, 
fuck it. I'm not going back to being a slave to all of this. There's a woman, 40 years old. She is a podcast host. And it says here, making up my face now. I mean, I feel like I'm putting paint on a wall. Yeah. Suddenly painting on all those colors. I mean, it just seems insane. Here's another woman. She's in her 50s. I think about putting on lipstick, but then I ask myself, why? Only the people at the supermarket are going to see you, and frankly, you're wearing a mask. (laughs) So they'll never see it. We're wearing comfortable clothes. We're not wearing bras. We're wearing, you know, forget it. How are you going to have women go back to the craziness of what passes for fashion? I have not put earrings on, in, whatever you do with them, in, since. I have worn no jewelry, no necklaces. I've got tons of necklaces. I don't adorn myself anymore. I just wonder how much of this will stay. I think women long ago bought into the fact that, you know, they had to adorn themselves with the jewelry, with the hair. We were not allowed to age, the lotions, the potions, the creams, the this, the that. Listen to this sentence, which I read today, and it freaked me out. And I think it freaked me out because I think it's true. Femininity is a performance. And then parenthetically, it says, as transgender women know all too intimately, or as drag queens would know, right? I mean, when a guy wants to be a woman and a beautiful, feminine, gorgeous, va-va-voom woman, you get the paint out. And you get all the ridiculous things that push you up and pull you in and, and, and make you teeter on six-inch heels. And it's a performance. Being a woman is a performance. And you know what? A bunch of us are starting to think, uh-uh. fuck it. We've been on the other side of it now. We find that people still like us, talk to us, glad to see us, actually see us for the first time. Yeah. Jeez, Lynn doesn't have much eyebrows left. Jeez, her eyes aren't, jeez. And then stop and think about it if the future is that we will wear masks in public. Well, there goes half your face right there. I mean, you don't, lipstick, there goes the lipstick. There is no reason anymore. All anyone's going to even see of you are your eyes. So I'm just saying, this is a huge change. Um, And I have a suspicion that an awful lot of women are going to say, you know, that was a positive of having to be stuck in our houses. We threw off 
the the bonds, the fetters of seeing ourselves as performers. Got to put on the stage makeup just to walk out of your own house. We're finding out how you guys have lived. Jesus H, the money you save. The time you save. You just throw some clothes on and walk out the door. Wow. And now we get it. Now, I do have to tell you that since masks are going to be uh, probably part of our daily um, getting dressed kind of ritual when we do go out, there are already people in the fashion industry uh, positioning themselves to see this mask as the new absolute have to be great accessory. For women, you'll have to have a mask that matches every one of your outfits. They'll still find a way. There's already something called maskclub.com where you join for 10 bucks a month and of course every month you are sent uh new masks in new designs and all that kind of stuff tartan camo batik sparkles anything you could possibly want <laughs> god almighty okay well that's that was my revelatory um, and happier uh, thought coming out of this. I'm going to get to your emails uh, now. Uh, Hang on. Oh, Mary, whatever you sent me, they say the content is not available. Isn't that weird? They're not letting me see it. Um, David says, I don't know if you answered my earlier letter about your after hours email address because I was waiting for you to come up on YouTube. If you answered it, please repeat. Use any one of them, David. Any. It don't matter. Colin Show at Yahoo, I probably look at more during the day. Okay? Laura says, Jeez, she's in Michigan, and she says, we have always had to put a stamp on our absentee ballots. But that just doesn't seem right. You shouldn't have to spend money to exercise your your right to cast a ballot. No. It's like a poll tax. Margaret says, I've not worn makeup in over a month. And I, yeah, well, I know. Man, the guys at Maybelline and Revlon must be uh, very, very unhappy. Laura says, Laura, you're way ahead of us, okay? I haven't worn makeup for years. Good for you. Last time I put on makeup was 2005. Oh, my God, when my daughter got married. It's a waste of time and money. It is. This is me, says Laura. Just some moisturizer and good to go. What you see is what you get. Sometimes I think I need a makeover, but then that wouldn't be me, and I'd feel like a clown. Oh, Laura, you're just, you're smarter and more comfortable in your own skin. Women are taught from the day they're born not to be comfortable in their own skin. Really. So, good. All the women who escaped long before I did. Oh, man. Rosalind Russell said this. Taking joy in living is a woman's best cosmetic. Oh, 
I love her. Rosalind Russell, great actress. And that was from Father Joseph. Um, Milton says, ooh, this looks long, Milton, but I'm, I'm going to try it. As someone who has been working 12 to 14 hours, six days a week, Jesus, trying to help people here in Ohio get their unemployment benefits as quickly as possible, I can attest to the accuracy, oh Jesus, of the Georgia unemployment story you just read. In fact, the reduction of weekly unemployment claims is the motivation for several red state governors. The short-sightedness of such policy is astounding because what it fails to take into account is that in the long term, many of the businesses which people, which reopen and recall their workers will fail. Exactly, because nobody, we're not stupid enough to go to them. Right now, although those businesses are closed, they have no operating costs, right? So although they are not making any money, they're avoiding the day-to-day cost of being open. Yeah. Don't, these Republican governors don't get beyond, uh, once they do open, many will be saddled with the cost of running their businesses, businesses that will not be patronized. So a lot of people who will be forced back to work will become permanently unemployed because their employers will ultimately go out of business Because although they're open, most places won't see a return to the level of business they enjoyed before the pandemic. These states, these states run by these fools. That's a synonym for Republican. Are setting themselves up for even longer term damage to their economies because of a failure to follow the science. And they're also showing their incredible lack of compassion toward those they consider marginal. Read poorer, darker, female. Yeah. Um, hang on, um, Amy, you telling me I have, oh, we've got callers. Okay. Let's get to the phones. Caller. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? I'm okay. Okay. Hey, I'm going to do it real quick. Yesterday when that conference he had yesterday, didn't, uh, Felshi or whatever his name is, he made a point to tell Trump he didn't do his job because, first of all, Trump said it wasn't probably won't come back in the fall, and he said, "I know he keeps saying that, which is untrue." Yeah, he said we're going to be prepared. We're going to have tests and that. Well, that's what Trump didn't do this time because then we had forty-five thousand die or whatever it's up to now. So Trump didn't do his job, and Trump's a damn dumb. He didn't realize he, he put it right in his face there, saying if we'd have had and we had time, and Trump knew. But he didn't do what he was supposed to, and here we go. Here we're at now. So the yeah. next time, it shows you that we could have controlled this death, and it's so disgusting. Yeah, he's oh, killing he people. He's been killing, yeah, he people. killing people. And you know what? Um, Fauci, by the way, that yesterday was the first time, I think, that he showed up at one of those things uh, in a long time. Trump doesn't want him there. Trump no. doesn't want any of these actual doctors there. He now interrupts them. As they're saying something, he'll jump in with a bunch of crapola. I really don't know why they don't just... I can't imagine the self-control it takes not to say, you fucking moron. I don't know how they don't no. lose it. I don't either. <laughs> God. Okay. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Okay. Bye. Bye. 
Bye-bye. Bye. And I think we have another call. Caller, hello. Hello, Hi. Lynn. Yeah. This is Beth. Hi, um, Beth. I, hey, heard about the Georgia unemployment, just heard what um, the guy from Ohio responded. Yes. And as someone who's been trying to file for Georgia unemployment, because we were stuck working in Georgia for almost three years, we you cannot get through. And that's even before this whole COVID-19 thing even happened. It is an no. utter disaster and nightmare. Pennsylvania or your home state will not let you file if you haven't worked in your state. So you have to go to the state that you worked in, which was Georgia. Oh, it boy. took us, and this was in December of 2019, six weeks before we were able to even get any sort of unemployment benefit through Georgia at all. Because anybody who is out-of-state, non-Georgia resident, you have to go through this interstate department thing, which for the motion picture industry, it's a lot of us. Good luck getting through. So we've been trying to do that and had that battle again now because of COVID-19, saying, hey, we have worked in our home states. Can we please file here? And because Georgia still has us as an open claim, we cannot... We can't get unemployment, and we cannot get through to the state of Georgia either that has this hold on the sum claim. So Georgia's unemployment before, if it was, I mean, the most archaic system before and god-awful, good luck now. Like, we already know. We're just not going to see any un- unemployment at all during this time. And there's wow, no doubt. Talk, I mean, our, you know, you talk about failed governments. You talk about failed governments, and invariably – whether it's a state or a country, it's Republicans in control. You have no government, no functional government. No, it's it's I'm they're so breaking they're, they're breaking government so that people are like, oh, see, you can't trust government. No, you know, it, it just goes back to Trump. You're the one starting the fire, and then you come in and say, well, I just saved the burning building, and they're allowed to propagate this over and over and over again. Yeah, and um, it's it just it's mind blowing. Well, and where are you stressful. physically now? Where are you physically? You're not in Georgia. Physically, are you? we're we're back home in, in West Virginia. In West Virginia, have, okay. Yeah, and we have been because our our the movie we were working on went down because of COVID. Um, the, but again, so your way, industry, the film industry, is pretty much mm-hmm. it's shut down. Oh, absolutely. Totally There's shut nothing, down. There is, you know, I mean, you'll see like the little night, late night shows. You have some of the syndicated shows, like anybody who's trying to do remote work, um, you know, and, and the job posting sites that were before that would be plentiful of what shows are up and coming and all this other stuff. There's nothing. I mean, the only thing I see right now that could possibly, possibly come back a little bit is going to be animation. And you see some postings for that because with animation, you really don't need as much physical contact. You know, the, the thing that was incredible about the movie industry or entertainment industry in general is the fact that after a hurricane, a flood, or this or that, film crews can come in and do amazing things. I mean, I worked in New Orleans five months after Katrina, and what film crews were able to do under those conditions blew my mind forever. Huh. But because of having so much physical contact, I mean, it doesn't yeah. matter what department you're in. You're close by each other. There yeah. is no social distancing on a film set or in an office. There just isn't. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how it's going to come back, and I don't know when it's going to come back. Well, what are you supposed to do if you can't get unemployment? I have. We have no clue right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, luckily, we've been lucky. We were able to pull a little away, but... Again, with with the the circular race that your states put you in because of again the fine state of Georgia, we're just kind of really screwed right now. Oh dear God! So that's that's what I could say is people who've dealt with Georgia's unemployment. Oh, and this is the other thing with Georgia too. So Georgia's an e-verify state. So before you're allowed to be employed in the state of Georgia, you have to be verified through Homeland Security that you're a U.S. citizen or working under a valid visa, work visa. When you file for interstate unemployment, you then have to go have a document notarized and send copies of either your passport, driver's license, and whatever else, verifying again that you're a U.S. citizen. Oh, for asking, God's oh, sake. Oh, I'm not joking. Oh, jeez, these people are just... And, and literally said, I don't understand. If we've already been verified by our employer, we weren't able oh. to work in the state without being verified. 
Why do oh. we have to go through this loophole again? And you know what? Of course, it would be lost. So you'd have to go through it multiple times of having the document notarized and your documentation sent back and everything else. So I'm just going to say it's that was our experience with Georgia unemployment pre-COVID. Wow. So. Jesus. Hey, well, can I just throw, can I throw out real quick too? Had an idea yesterday, and I hope it could work in Pennsylvania. Just about the state store system being so backlogged, uh-huh. by people. Yeah. Why doesn't the state allow the restaurants and bars to sell their inventory right now? This way, it gets some money to these small businesses. The LCB tax has already been paid by their purchase in these restaurants and bars. Let these folks make some money, and this way, they're getting rid of their inventory, and they're making people happy. I'll tell you. There you go. Great idea. I wish you'd hey. tell it to Governor Wolf. I and I don't have a, a, a way to tell him that, but yeah. Well, hopefully someone who's listening has some connection, but yeah, this way it would help out the mom-and-pop businesses and get yeah. people what we need now most, booze. <laughs> Hang in there. Great call, Thanks. Beth. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Oh, dear, 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 dear. Well, um, geez, I think that's, is that it for me? Uh, I think maybe, unless someone wants to, I, I'm just checking to see if I've got all your your emails in, and I believe I do, I think, but then who the hell knows. Um, guys, um, uh, okay, I'm... I, I, I'll talk to you again on, on Monday, God willing, and um, oh wait, there is one more. Brian says, what's up with the weather? <laughs> yeah, what is up with this weather? I don't like it. I'm so, it's so fucking cold, and I want to be outside more. I usually shut down the furnace on April 1st, he says. Yeah, never have I gone until May with a furnace on. That's right. Temperatures aren't expected to be much above 60 through next week. Do you think the fewer cars and industry has affected the wet? No, I don't. The Whatever system is way higher than that, you know. And, you know, if you were a good uh, troglodyte Republican kind of thinker, you would say, well, I guess uh, so much for your global warming, huh? Coldest April I can remember, right? Um, No, it's got to be some other kind of whatever. You know, upper air current, who knows what, I don't know. Okay, I'll leave you. This is a hell of a way to leave you every time. But just as I'm always saying goodbye, Allegheny County sends me their um, their COVID-19 daily uh, update. There have been 69 deaths in Allegheny County. Um Oh, it says, when reviewing the deaths reported yesterday, we identified a number of duplicates. But they got people listed twice. The decreases in the number of deaths. Oh, so it's down five from what was yesterday. Because that would, you would have to explain that. Wait a minute, yesterday it was 70 wide, and now it's 69. How do we have fewer deaths? Um, so that's what they did uh, and, you know, there's a lot of people dying of this, and they don't know if it's this. Uh, there's de- deaths listed as probable, um, but there was, a you know, never a test. So uh, confirmed cases are now 1,149, hospitalizations 204, and uh, the death toll down <laughs> to uh, 69. I, uh, whatever. I didn't mean to laugh. Believe me. Okay, so that's that. The governor has said we're going to very slowly by, you know, county by county, maybe start relaxing some things. And um, certain benchmarks have to be met. 
um, we will undoubtedly see some relaxation uh, long before Philadelphia does because um, our numbers have never been that big. But on the other hand, uh, we have only tested... Where did I see this? I think the um, county health director said, we've only tested like about 1% of the population of Allegheny County. Well, 1% uh, test rate doesn't give you the information you need to know how prevalent the infection is here. 1%. It's nothing. So, testing? But listen to me. I mean, we have it from the highest authority, Donald J. Trump himself, who says... Our testing is the greatest, the most extraordinary, the best, the biggest no one ever saw. It's like not. So, guys, thanks for being there. And, um, you know, have a, have a good weekend. I don't know. What the hell day is it? I don't know. So anyway, yeah, keep your heads together. I hope they're in better shape than mine is at the moment. Anyway, uh, be well. Bye. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.